What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the Beat Physician Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Larson, internal medicine hospitalist and physician burnout life coach. I want this podcast to be your burnout Bible with topics to include anything and everything related to burnout. If you want to learn about burnout, prevent it, or overcome it, this is the place for you. I do want to give a disclaimer that the information and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as medical or professional advice. They do not represent any medical or professional institution or organization. If you are truly ready to take control of your life and put these tools into actions, I am here to help. I have a free consultation call for any physician who is looking into coaching. Please sign up for a free consult in the link below. You are listening to the Beat Physician Burnout Podcast, episode number three. I want to talk about one of the most important skills you can learn, how to say no. Now, I want you to notice the difference between these phrasings. I didn't say something like, I'm not good at saying no, or I feel bad letting them down. This is where coaching, our thoughts, and language come into play. Those statements don't give you really any motivation to improve or change. It makes it seem like it's just the way you are. When you say, I'm not good at saying no, that just seems like a fact, right? But notice what different feelings come up when you just pivot to, saying no is a skill I can learn, or I'm committed to saying no more to others so I can say yes to myself. The life of a physician is demanding. There's just no way around it. Your skills, knowledge, they're all highly valued and sought after. And then the usual demands, addition to our physician life of uh, our family, our finances, and the 101 other things you have to do, it's a life that's prone to overwhelm. Fortunately, a full life and successful medical practice don't have to leave you drowning in obligations and feeling like you're at the bottom of your own priority list. When life and career demands inundate you, it's tough to know what to do. When you have the ability to help, contribute, and even excel at a task, it may seem selfish, wrong, or maybe even mean to say no. Not to mention your worries that you have with, what are people going to think of me if you decline offers and invitations? But is it wrong to say no? I think not. It takes courage and great insight regarding your priorities to know when and how often you, you should say no to help yourself from becoming overwhelmed. Of all the skills you can acquire over your career, one of the most important for self-preservation is the ability to say no. But it's not just the act of saying the word. It's how you say it and then feeling good about it afterwards, feeling good about your decision. Saying no may not always be easy, but it is vital. So why is saying no so hard? 
What if you're invited to participate on a committee for physicians in your area, but you're already feeling stressed with your current obligations? You don't know where you'll find the time to attend the meetings, let alone the information that they'll expect you to research and contribute. And most likely, it's volunteer, meaning there's no pay included. You know you should say no, but what will they think of you? Or maybe you think it's too great of an opportunity for your career to pass up. How can you admit that you're not capable of taking on one more thing? At first, it can feel impossible to confront these feelings, and you might even feel tempted to continue to suffer rather than saying anything. Studies reveal the surprising power of a simple request. Most people making the request think that it's easy for others to say no to them, but this is actually incorrect. They fail to realize the awkwardness and guilt the person will feel saying no and our willingness to do what we don't want to do just to avoid being uncomfortable. Sometimes the difficulties saying no begin even in our childhood. Children easily connect their actions with the reactions of the adults around them in their life. Sometimes they even start believing that they are responsible for other people's feelings. It's an inborn trait to care what people think of us. It goes back to when we were cavemen and we needed to be included in our tribe of people in order to live, get food, be safe, everything. We are social beings and as such we want to be loved, accepted, and pleasing to the people around us. When a request is made of you, it's instinctive to want to say yes and make people happy. Saying yes comes far more easily and naturally than no does. But overdoing this at the expense of yourself is what we call people-pleasing. Maybe when you're asked to take on more work or additional obligations, it isn't difficult for you. Perhaps you feel good about solving other people's problems. You enjoy being in demand. You feel satisfied with a busy schedule. But you have to ask yourself if living this kind of life is good for you physically and mentally. We should never base our decisions on whether or not it will make someone else happy. First of all, in coaching, we spend a lot of time learning that we can never really control someone else's thoughts and feelings. That's their job. If you find yourself thinking you can't say no because of what that person will think of you, this is where you need to catch your thought error. You can never control what other people think of you. And this is why sometimes we feel bad even after we are brave enough to say no. We think that this person might be disappointed or feel rejected so the true goal is learning to say no and feeling good about it afterwards. Have you ever fallen into the trap where you say yes to helping someone out thinking that in the end they will pay you back or somehow the universe will pay you back for all of your good deeds? Well, I'm here to tell you that it very rarely works out that way. It seems that it's the same people who give and give and give. So never say yes expecting something in return. That will just lead you to feeling resentful. Say yes because you want to, no strings attached. Of course, another option is to make it into an exchange right up front. Yes, I will do this call for you, and in exchange you do this call for me. So when you're trying to decide if the answer is yes or no, you really want to check in with yourself. Why do you want to say yes? Do you have any hidden expectations on their future behavior regarding paying you back? Are you worried about what they're going to think or feel? Your time and energy are not unlimited supplies. Sometimes your constant availability is draining you, although the signs may be subtle at first. 
Setting healthy boundaries is a good practice whether or not you feel overwhelmed. Maybe no should be our default. If you're experiencing any burnout symptoms, you should not be agreeing to anything more, especially work-related. Burnout is often compared to radiation toxicity. If you can minimize your exposure, your symptoms are less. So let's talk about the benefits of saying no. The good news about saying no and setting boundaries is that you'll get better at it over time with practice. Here are a few benefits of saying no. It will open up time in your life for rest and recreation. You'll have more energy for the ones you love. You'll feel more confident. Saying no to others can feel equal to saying yes to yourself. You will have more control over your life. You will feel greater self-respect. Your life will be more fun and enjoyable. So how do we do it? Here are some tips for how to say no and mean it. Number one, be clear. Nothing is more confusing and more disempowering than an unclear no. Do the requester and yourself the great service of saying no to them clearly so you both completely understand the situation. Here's a few examples. Sadly, I can't. No, I'm not able to do that. Thank you, but that's not going to work for me. I love you, but no. This is a common sentence we use in coaching. No, this obviously is not one you want to say to your boss, but let's give a different example. What about a family member who wants to borrow money for you? The giving or loaning of money between family members almost always ends up being a bad idea in the end. But these are also some of the hardest people to say no to. So try this one out. I love you, but no. Number two, uh, show gratitude for the request. Showing sincere gratitude can often soften the blow and make the requester feel better. A few examples are, I'm honored. I'm so grateful. Thank you for thinking of me. I really appreciate you asking me. Number three, um, you can add a brief explanation or not. Don't feel like you have to overshare or make a case for your denial. But a short explanation may sometimes be in order. Remember, no is a complete sentence. This is completely optional if you don't want to give an explanation. But don't beat around the bush or offer weak excuses or hem and haw. Just say, I'm really sorry, but I'm unable to do it. Unfortunately, that's not something I can do. Understand people's tactics, so be careful. Don't give them any opportunity to make it work unless you want to. Like the example I said above, unfortunately, that's not something I can do. If you change that slightly to say, unfortunately, that's not something I can do this month, just adding this month may give them an opportunity to say, that's great, we'll do it next month. And then you somehow ended up saying yes, even when you didn't want to. So if you really don't want to do something, don't give any wiggle room. I appreciate this opportunity. Unfortunately, I'm booked. Thanks again for asking. Thank you for asking, but I won't be able to be there. And here's one of my favorites because everyone is so aware of the amount of burnout in healthcare. I'd like to, but I know that I will regret it later because I'm really trying to balance my life, take better care of myself, and get more rest. Who could still try to get you to do something after saying that statement? Number four, offer an alternative. This isn't something you should feel obligated to do, but if the request was something you wish you could do or there's another reason you had to say no, you might offer an alternative. 
Now, if this is something you think you might actually want to do, it's okay to ask for some time to think about it. I need to check. Can I get back to you? Now, remember, this is only if it's something that you think you might actually want to do. If you know it's a no, then do it right away. Don't postpone the decision. Don't say maybe when you're really planning on saying no later. The longer we take to say no, the harder it usually gets. To someone who is desperately trying to fill a position or a task, your maybe may surprisingly sound like a yes to them, and they will stop looking for someone else. Also, sometimes it's easier to say no in an email or over the phone than it is in person. So this is another great reason to ask for some time to think about it. With your own needs in mind, here are some examples of compromises. Unfortunately, I can't bake my famous brownies for the bake sale because of my work schedule, but I'd be happy to bring some store-bought ones. I can't tell you how many times I've picked something up from the store on the way to an event. I'm sorry you're having a hard time right now. I can't come over at the moment, but we could talk on the phone if you like. I'm honored you want me to be a part of the program. Unfortunately, my schedule won't allow me to participate at this time. If the dates can be pushed back a few weeks, I'd be happy to be a part of it. Additionally, you might want to offer the requester another suitable person. Now, I'm not talking about throwing someone else under the bus. That's just going to be passing the guilt on to them. But if you genuinely know of someone who might be interested in the opportunity, you could be doing a big favor to all the parties. So many times, the requester really just wants to fill the spot and may be tired of asking. Giving them a solution, and maybe you can hold up another physician who is less experienced than you. Sometimes you may want to decide in advance. When I work with clients who are very burned out, sometimes they just decide that for the next six months, I've promised myself I won't take on any more optional tasks. Just set the rule for yourself and then stick by it. This really helps when you are put on the spot and it prevents you from decision fatigue where you need to continually think about the options over and over again. You've already decided. I've promised myself I won't take on any more optional tasks for the next six months. At first, it may not feel right to say no and decline requests for your time and energy. But remember, those are limited. There are a limited supply. Saying no may be done confidently and courteously, leaving you feeling in control of your life. After saying no, your brain may offer up multiple different thoughts, such as, they're going to hate me. They're going to say I'm a bad partner. It's going to ruin our relationship. And these may feel so true at the time, but remember, you are never in charge of someone else's feelings. Sometimes we feel like we can see the future and somehow predict what they are going to feel. Maybe they will be upset. Maybe they won't. Regardless, saying no should be accompanied by a positive feeling towards yourself. How people react to your no is not your fault. You can't control it. You can't predict it. You can only do what's best for you. If you have any topic that you want to know more about, please let me know. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. A Huda Media Production.